Hey there, pod pals. Are you a print-on-demand creator looking to stay ahead of the curve? You want to know exactly when to launch your designs for every key season and event? How about a chuckle with an extra dad joke to brighten your day? If you said yes to any of these, then it's time to join the print-on-demand cast VIP list. As a VIP, you'll get our free annual design calendar, an amazing guide to help you time your creations perfectly throughout the year. And of course, we'll include a bonus dad joke each week as well. Signing up couldn't be easier. Just visit printondemandcast.com slash VIP and enter your email. Don't let another day of potential pass you by. Become a part of the VIP list, grab your annual design calendar, and let's dive into a year of inspired creating together. We'll see you on the other side. On today's episode of the Print On Demand cast, we're going to talk about the psychology of buying online. Let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Print On Demand cast. So excited to be back with you for another episode of Print On Demand Education and Entertainment. Uh, before we go any further, whatever you're listening to this on, as far as platform goes, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, whatever that looks like, do us a favor, share this episode, rate this episode, leave us a comment about this episode, rate the podcast. Greatly appreciated because we're trying to make sure that the algorithms know that we're there and that people who need this information know that we are putting it out there. And who is we? Well, if you're new to the show, uh, well, if you've already if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know who we is. But if you're new, we is Travis Ross, uh, co-captain of this show from Make Your Mark Design. How's it going, man? Happy Monday. How's uh, how's the week starting for you so far? Um, you know. Same way it always starts, it seems, you know, you come in and you just, you have kind of the things you got to do and deal with and um, check on and uh, a lot of messages to different team members and um, yeah, got it, got an email from um, bulk mockup that they're going to be putting out an update. And I think we're going to get that update sometime today, which is kind of cool. Nice. They'll be able to, so before, you know, for instance, when we're creating like our coffee mug um, print files, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you need you need the print on both sides. At least that's how we do it. Some people just do one sided mugs and that's fine. And since we do the print file on both sides, um, you know, if it's a, the same thing on both sides, bulk mockup can can put, you know, you can put two smart objects there and you can hit one on one right. side and hit the other one on the other side. <clears throat> the challenge was when those two sides were different. And so what would happen is you could run them all on one side, but then you couldn't run the opposite side, you know, or you'd sure. have, I mean, it'd literally go once and then you'd <laughs> have to set it all up again and do the next one. It doesn't make any sense. So you'd manually yeah. put them on there. <clears throat> Excuse me. So looks like with this update, it's going to be able to do two separate mockups on the same print file, which will help nice. with, you know, different things like that, among other things. But um, I know that's uh, that's just a bonus for you guys. That's not even the point of interest. That's just uh, <laughs> kind of how my Monday's gone so far. So anyway, I sent that to Tate and, um, you know, he's going to look into that once we get the update and see if we need to uh, change anything, you know. But if you are doing multiple mockups, that's really or multiple images. Um, that's really, really cool. So excited about that. Other than that, um, typical Monday, how about you? Uh, it's been, it's been a busy Monday. Had, had a meeting this morning and just lots of fires to put out. Um, you know, a little peek behind the curtain for people who don't know my job essentially is like a, a hiring coordinator and hiring, uh, the company I work for has 22 assisted living homes. And so I'm in charge of staffing all of those homes. Um, and, um, this weekend, some people quit, some people put in their notice, some people, so there's lots of openings. And so now it's my job to scramble and list all these things on indeed and interview people. So my yeah. week is already looking absolutely crazy. Um, but Hey, it's part of the job. Otherwise it's going good. Pretty, I you know, get to work from home obviously. So it's all good and had a good weekend and yeah, that, that's, it's good to go. So, um, cool. Yeah, so let's let's actually get into 
Uh, you mentioned it already. You alluded to it, and it wasn't what you just mentioned because, again, you said it was a bonus, and so that was a bonus point of interest. But now is time for the actual point of interest. Well, howdy, partner. Welcome to the point of interest part of the POD cast. So grab your hat and hold on tight because we got some learning to do. All right. So I feel like, was it last week or a couple of weeks ago on the point of interest, we had something that was relatable, if not almost like this, what we're talking about. This is another mm-hmm. another step in the right direction when it comes to DTF. We have mm-hmm. an, a major manufacturer who is actually making a DTF machine. Yeah. Apparently, they announced it back in February that they were going to make it, which I totally missed. But um, <laughs> I get the wait is over officially. Uh, Mamaki um, has actually released their first DTF printer. It's the TXF 150 75. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Josiah has a little video here, and you can see them uh, unveiling it. You want to yeah. go ahead and just roll it, and, and sure. we'll, uh, you can talk over it. Sure. All right, go for it. All right. For those of you, there's no plate required. I'm going to narrate what's being said on the screen here. No weeding required. No pretreatment. Basically detailing Uh, the benefits of DTF. Right. (laughs) Voila. The DTF printer TXF-150-75. Proprietary thermal ink transfer uses eco cartridges with the degrassing. This is going really fast. With Mamaki's core technology. (laughs) Enables stable operation and beautiful output of fine details. Mm. Advantage GTFs that requires no special skills on the part of the well, I don't know that's true. After printing on film, hot melt powder is first applied to the film and heat dried. Yes, it is. <laughs> beautiful. A layer of transferable ink is formed on the film. The completed film is then applied using a heat press, which in this video, the heat press is massive if that's to scale. (laughs) And the print placement is horrible. Yeah, terrible. Everyone can create. It's possible to apply design on natural fibers and synthetic fibers, which, of course, we knew as well. Another advantage to DTF. There it is. The nice shot there at the the printer itself the dtf txf 150 is that equals 75 is this a math problem that we're trying nope. to solve i don't okay. think so i think it's just dash 75 it's just i think split. that's the width of the, the branding they just split the line the line into the the, the yeah text exactly over, so clever. it just makes it look cool yeah it's yeah. um it's cool that you know again a, a major manufacturer is kind of putting themselves out there uh, into the DTF world. And so we dug in a little bit and found a few, um, you know, tidbits of interest um, about (laughs) this that you may, you know, be interested in. Um, You may not be, you may not care at all, but that's okay. It's our show. Um, So first of all, the uh, Mamaki themselves, they're actually just releasing the printer. So there's no powder application machine that is made by Mamaki officially. However, um, I went to DTF Superstore and they are including a shaker machine in the package if you want it. So um, the printer itself is $18,995, which is, you know, right along the same, you know, kind of price range that I'm seeing other large scale DTF printers. Um, If you want the shaker, it's shaker additional to the machine it's um or to the printer it's 24995 again right in that same area that um you were seeing a lot of people getting into it using you know uh, chinese manufacturers that then were rebranded by kind of local dtf like i think dtf superstore has a dtf superstore branded machine but i think it's literally right. just they just threw their logo on something right um so i mean at least it's in line with what's already being sold as far as cost. Um, it's pretty big. Like the print capacity or the print capability is like mm-hmm. 31 and a half inches, which is pretty wide. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
So it can take 32 inch wide roll media. So it, it just rolls. And then it can, if you buy the shaker, it'll go right into the shaker. Um, and then we're trying to figure out what inks it was using. And it looks like Mamaki is, they've said, yes. Hey, these are our proprietary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is what we're going to charge you. The, it's where we make our money is our special. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> PhD 50 heat transfer pigment ink. Uh, they actually got their ink certified. Um, which is cool yeah, yeah yeah boasting some features that have been a uh pita p-i-t-a for ddg printer owners widening circulations uh functions mamaki circulation technology features mamaki's ncu nozzle check unit and a nozzle recovery system so yeah so it's got some features i guess I, and who knows if some of the other knockoff uh dtg had similar things but I mean, being that it's Mamaki, they kind of know how to do how to make printers, and they know that white ink typically has issues. Um, and so they've, you know, they've got this circulation for the white ink for sure, and then they've got some type of a nozzle check unit and recovery system that um, they are at least purporting is, you know, sp specific to Mamaki. But yeah. in the end, you know this we were hoping that this bodes well for, you know, DTF systems um, in the upcoming months and years from major manufacturers, you know, it'd be really cool to start um, seeing an Epson, a brother, you know, and some of these other big manufacturers that do a lot of DTG printers. They're not far off from being able to do DTF. It's just a matter of, you know, tweaking some stuff. And I mean, what do, what do I know? It's real easy, Epson. You yeah, can just, uh... just... <laughs> <laughs> you have to tweak a thing and you hit the nozzle and the gimmick and then you're good. And then yeah, we could have done this the entire time. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. We have, well, I'll put the link in the show notes to that. That has the video that we just showed you mm -hmm. and it's got some more kind of details just overall on the product as well. Um, so be sure to check that out. But to Travis's point, hopefully this is a, a step in the right direction because it was just mm -hmm. January that we were in Long Beach. We were talking to Brandon Mills and he was talking about um, how there's been no American manufacturers. And so right. it's mitigating a little bit of the risk in the decision-making of getting into DTF if major manufacturers states that are actually getting into producing machines. There's still risk, obviously, but you you're at least have some stateside control on, on what's actually happening. So super yeah. exciting. And I'm sure we'll have more, uh, more updates as time goes on on the progression of DTF in the POD industry yeah i like you, how you use those two acronyms there dtf and the dtg lmnop it's a lot of letters it is uh but uh yeah so so let's go to the emmy which is the main event ladies and gentlemen the main event All right, as we mentioned on the top of the show, we're talking about uh, the psychology of buying online. And it's no secret. I mean, obviously, if you're in the POD industry, even if you're thinking about getting into the print-on-demand industry, one of the reasons that you're thinking about doing that is because you know as well as we do that the online shopping velocity has outpaced buying in person over the last several years right. um, significantly. Um, and here's some interesting facts from Forbes about e-commerce. 20.8% uh, of all retail purchases are expected to take place online in 2023. By 2026, 24% of retail purchases are expected to take place online. Uh, Amazon currently accounts for 37.8% of e-commerce sales, the hmm. highest market share of all e-commerce companies. Yeah, the interesting thing on that one, I mean, that is nuts. I mean, if if, you know, Every time somebody buy or, you know, one fifth of all retail purchases are going to happen, you know, in yeah. the, in the world. Um, and, you know, Amazon is getting two fifths of that one fifth, you know, yeah. I mean, that's just absolutely insane. The one thing that was interesting on this, and we'll, we'll include this link in the show notes, but one thing that I thought was interesting, they were talking that um, Walmart and uh, there was another show, oh, wish, I think maybe. They have the most visitors 
they, so they have more visitors than Amazon. So which which is really um, it goes towards our those. <laughs> yeah, it goes towards our psychology uh, of an online buyer. Um, you know, it kind of goes with that theme because obviously yeah. Amazon has figured out how to convert those visitors better than some of these other companies, which is which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, to continue with the, some of those trends, if you want to be ahead of online shopping trends, start selling on social media. This stuff blew me away. Yeah. Uh, 992 billion was spent on social media commerce in 2020. Um, social, social media e-commerce is expected to reach 2.9 trillion by 2026. So that's three X in six years. Um, (laughs) That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then this was, this blew me away. Millennials shop on most, well, I don't know if it blew me away, but it says millennials shop on social media the most. Yeah. In fact, this is what blew me away. 55% of people aged 18 to 24 in the United States have made a purchase on social media. That is, um, it's wild. That's very telling, you know? Yeah. And if you're not selling on social media, maybe it's something to look into. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, TikTok shop, I know just re just kind of came sur- to surface on TikTok. So a lot of content mm-hmm. creators are, are selling their stuff, whether it's hot sauces or t-shirts or merch or whatever through mm-hmm. TikTok shop. And you see Instagram shop stuff all the time. Um, yep. t-shirt companies are setting up their storefronts in, on the Instagram side of things, which is crazy, which also just goes to, to it lends to the importance of making your site mobile friendly. Uh, 91% of people make online purchases using their smartphone. Uh, Mobile commerce sales are expected to account for 6% of all retail sales in 2023. So make sure, I mean, I I worked with a guy uh, years ago. He and I were kind of, I think we've talked about it, the kind of t-shirt line that was intended to kind of, uh, you know, satirize the professional wrestling industry and kind of poke fun Mm -hmm. at all of it. When designing the store for that shop, he said he only designed it in the cell phone mobile template view. He didn't care about what it looked like on a desktop. He's like, this is where wow. everyone's going. So I don't care what it looks like on a desktop. No one's going to pull it up from there. So he was a little ahead of the curve of like, who cares? I'm just going to design it by what it looks like on the phone. So turns out he was right. Um, well, so yeah, just some crazy, crazy stuff there. But there's there's reasons uh, why people buy online in the first place. Right. Um, first of all, being a huge selection and variety of products, which is why Amazon right. is so successful. Um, right. They have everything, it seems. Um, you know, physical stores, you're dealing with limited stock. Um, mm-hmm. Online stores have virtually endless stock of products, which we've, we've talked about, especially in the, in the print-on-demand game, you know, virtual inventory, virtual product. What that What that means is, there is an endless supply, you know, but overall, when it comes to e-commerce, it still seems like that even if it's a hard good and it's not a t-shirt, there's just always a supply of these of these products. Um, yeah. 63% of shoppers shop online because you can browse and select products as per your choice and latest trend. So yeah. some reasons, was, you know, obviously we have four more to get to, but that's a big reason why people shop online because there's just so much to choose from. Yeah, so much variety. I mean, you never know what stock, um, you know, your local Kohl's is going to have or, you know, yeah. your whatever, you know, department store you want to choose. Well, they might have this amazing T-shirt or or dress or what, you know, uh, yeah. whatever you want to buy, but they don't have your size. That's probably not going to happen online. And that's one of the huge benefits to... um to shopping online. And that's one of the reasons that people buy online in the first place. And they, because they don't want to get to the store and then find their favorite item and it's not in their size or, or they just don't have the selection that they would think about how many cell phone cases are for sale on Amazon. (laughs) You know, and I mean, you go to like a Walmart and there's a crap ton of cell phone cases there, but they don't have, you know, 1%, 1%, you know, right. half of a percent of the selection right. that you can find on Amazon for every single phone that you have ever owned or ever will own. They've yeah. got it all, you know? So, um, 
yeah, that's just one example of why that huge selection plays so importantly into the buying psychology of people who shop online. Yeah. Uh, number two, convenience of not going to stores. Uh, online shopping is simple. Add the mobile phone element to it, and it's even more convenient. 40% of shoppers believe it saves their time, and it is why people buy online. Now, around 58% of shoppers shop online because of the availability to shop online 24-7. It's like, right. you know, the 24-7 fast food restaurant, but online, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, no sales pressure in online shopping. I, I can attest, even as a salesman, I hated doing this to people, but there's no pressure to buy. There's no pressure to close. There's no one trying to talk you into anything. You can mm -hmm. make your own decisions. You can do your own research um, and then make the purchase. Um, there's no crowds and there's right. no lines to wait in. Um, I know personal experience. Every time I walk into a TJ Maxx with my wife and that line is wrapping around the, and I'm just like, ah, do what is what we need here that important? <laughs> like, I need right. to know. I know it's home goods, but seriously, do we need this? Because look how long that line is and I don't want to stand in it. <laughs> so it's a huge element of shopping online is not being, not having to, to even worry about that. You just get what yeah. you need from your couch and it shows up if you're on Amazon in a sometimes same day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to skip down to, because this kind of, uh, goes right in line with, um, what we called number four on our notes, Josiah, yeah. but, um, quick and easy product replacements and refunds, you yeah. know, and obviously Amazon has trained us, uh, to, to at least trained us as a, as consumers to be immediately, you know, okay with just getting our refund or getting a replacement or whatever it is. Um, and that really goes along with, kind of that convenience of not going to a store. Now I don't have to get in my car and go back and take it back. Yeah. I, I can just do it all on my phone and then, you know, drop it off at a UPS store or have them pick it up or throw it in the mail or whatever. Um, and yep. the money's automatically refunded right back to my card. Um, so yeah, so product replacement and refunds are super simple. Um, and there's no additional cost of your time really. Cause it's all, like I said, it's all done probably on your phone. Um, and if Correct. you find like the product has defects, you know, maybe there's a hole in the shirt somewhere, you know, um, you can, you can get a replacement, you know, for especially like on Amazon, but even like on Etsy, again, Amazon's trained our buying psychology to where, um, most vendors are willing to work with you, particularly if there's a defect in the product, you can get yeah. a replacement really easy and never. And a lot of times they'll just say, Hey, keep it, throw it away. We'll send you out a new one. And yeah. that's so that saves so much time. And, you know, it can be mm -hmm. talking to anyone most of the time, which I think in, in this, uh, you know, in our current culture, a lot of people don't really want to talk to people. I was sitting outside. Yeah. This is, this is a side, total aside. I was sitting outside a, a local bar slash restaurant that's in my town. And, and I saw these young, probably, I don't know, uh, young high school students. And there were three girls and they walked past me. And as they were opening, one of them said, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to her. And the other one was like, I'm not either. I'm not ordering. You have to order. You're, you're, you're last. And so they, <laughs> they didn't even want to talk to the waitress to wow. put in their food order. Um, and I think that's just very uh, indicative of kind of it's, the yeah, we it's, find ourselves in. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's an indictment, I think for sure uh, <laughs> on, on what's happening. <laughs> but I mean, you see like, you know, Domino's um, the app you, you know, obviously can order online and then they release this feature that you can voice text your order on the app. And my nephew was like, dude, check this out. You can like just push a button and like speak your order into the phone. And I'm like, you know what else you can do? You just call somebody and do the exact <laughs> same thing. And it's probably going to work way better than what you're trying to do. Um, just, just call them. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, to your point, uh, quick and easy. Uh, and then also, yeah. you know, discreet shipping and or shipping or shopping, whichever one, but you can, purchase items like undergarments or lingerie or something that you want to kind of protect uh, your, your privacy, protect your choice from the public um, saves mm -hmm. you embarrassment when you do that kind of shopping. And, and sometimes you can opt for discrete product packaging as well. So that right. when it shows up to your door, not everybody knows that you have mm -hmm. a bottle of pills 
if you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you go, you go online shopping for bottles of pills often, Josiah, uh, gummy vitamins. Yes. Uh, uh okay. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, but that, that's obviously, you know, another big appeal to it. And then this one as well, this last one, clear information about product and vendors, which I think is kind of funny. Cause to your point, what you said before we started recording is like, um, for clear information about my product, I can, when I'm in person, I can probably have more better information about it. Like, does it fit? Um, and you know, do I like the way it feels and, and all this kind of stuff. So, um, uh, you know, and then customer reviews and ratings, that's, I look at that for sure on all of the products I'm currently trying to shop, you know, I'm upgrading my in-ear monitor system that I've been using for the oh. last year and a half. And it, I'm trying to find a good budget friendly, not like super expensive option. And mm-hmm. um, reading reviews is huge because I just need to know yeah. about the product that I'm getting or the the vendor that I'm buying it from. Um, right. And all of these things, you know, the reviews, the the clear information about products, the product itself um, amplifies the need of what we've talked about right. uh, when it comes to excellent photos and accurate descriptions on your listings and then getting those good customer reviews for your listing mm-hmm. is a way to increase the chance that someone will buy from you because it makes a world of difference. Right. Totally. That's a, uh, I mean, we just had, a, you know, an episode on mock-ups last week talking about, you know, making sure that your mock-ups look real, they look awesome, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and all of this stuff. I mean, that's what people, you know, or going there for, it was kind of interesting. Cause I was like, like, I like to go to a store and like touch it and feel it and try yeah. it on or whatever. Um, but you know, again, then I have to get in my car, then I have to talk to people, then I have to blah, 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 all the other reasons we've stated, but, um, you know, and it might be even more inconvenient to get the wrong size of shoe and have to right. send it back and get a replacement online. Yeah. yeah that, that that's, so that I was, surprised me. I was going to say as well about the easy return, the whole thing that we were talking about mm-hmm. as former Amazon sellers, we do know how crappy that is when people just do return stuff arbitrarily. Right, 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 for, right. Hey, I ordered these shoes for a friend's wedding and I wore them and I'm going to send them back because Amazon mm-hmm. doesn't care about your business. And so good luck reselling these uh, and scrubbing <laughs> them with Gooby gone because the wedding was in a forest and the cheese was <laughs> leaking sap. So like, <laughs> it's just a ridiculous, a ridiculous thing you can do. And speaking of gummy vitamins, and I'm going to be completely transparent. I didn't even know this was a real thing. I know you sent me a picture of it. Did not know oh. that it was real. But yeah, check it POD out. POD cast multivitamin bear gummies, twelve ninety five. So yeah, not only are we good for your business health, we got multivitamins, people, and we're just good for your overall health as well. <laughs> yeah, I said this too because he said the multi the the multivitamin yeah. gummies. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually a company that has reached out uh, reached out to us and asked us to be on their podcast um, about print on demand supplements. And so I just logged in and you know checked it out, and it's super easy. Well, I mean, this is kind of a, um, a yeah. I, I mean, I don't have really much information on it. I'll know more about it a little later after we've actually gone on the show. But I just went in and made a store and. Uh, created a logo in Canva or, or a, a uh, what do you call it? A label. And yeah. they had all the information there for me. And I just had to kind of, you know, tweak the image. And, and uh, now we have print on demand cast multivitamin bear gummies. So. And it's important for everyone to know that no dad jokes were harmed in the making right. of this product. So I had to put needed, that on there. We need to let everyone know that all the dad jokes are safe and they're <laughs> all going to be okay. Um, but yeah, so Freaking heck, multivitamins. That's crazy. All right, so let's talk about some characteristics of online shoppers before we get out of here. Uh, There's six main types of online shoppers, maybe more, Mm -hmm. but six in this show. Um, There could be seven. We just won't list it. You'll never know. So six main types (laughs) of online shoppers, uh, and each one has a different shopping habit. So we've got the bargain shopper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, roughly 80% of consumers are considered price conscious. These uh, bargain shoppers are typically uh, part of the millions of online shoppers who make plans for the Black Friday and the, sh- the Cyber right. Monday and all yeah. of those all of those kinds of things. They've got one mission, just to get the best deal. Um, right. They will wait to buy something until it goes 
on sale and shopping online is best for them because they can quickly compare prices on various right. websites and make sure they're getting the best deal. Um, so I think mm -hmm. if you had to assign this particular habit or this particular type of shopper to something, you could go eBay, obviously, because um, that's kind mm -hmm. of looking for the best deal. Um, you've got um, you know sites like Poshmark, which literally is just trying to find the best deal on, on clothing that people mm -hmm. are selling. But also yeah. a little bit of Amazon. I mean, people shop sure. Amazon all the time and price compare and Prime Day is huge. You know, yeah, I was gonna say Prime Day. Day so. Yeah. All of those sales that, you know, they I think they have two Prime Days this year. And yeah. then obviously Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday sales, all of those things are gonna happen a lot on Amazon. So I think um, you know, in my estimation, um, a lot of bargain shoppers are on Amazon, but I don't yeah. think it's, uh, as much as maybe like, uh, I think Walmart probably has a little bit more bargain shop and definitely yeah. eBay. They're looking for the, you know, the, the cheapest. And I have friends that sell on eBay a lot and send me screenshots of some of the communications <laughs> that, um, uh, they get from some of the customers asking them to, you know, Hey, can you ship it this way? So I can save, you know, $2 on whatever. And it's like, no, this is my listing. You or you agreed <laughs> to buy it. Come on. But yeah, it's that's good. the it's mentality. Busted. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's definitely the mentality of the bargain shopper, you know, as yeah. get it for what they can and go on to the next product and start, you know, trying to find the bargain, the next bargain. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the next one we have the researcher. Now, 81% mm -hmm. of shoppers fall in this category. And there's going to be some overlap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I think the bargain shopper is a researcher as well, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but they'll conduct their own researcher research online. Um, it's mm -hmm. important because they like to do their due diligence before making a purchase and not yep. buy impulsively. I think I do that because I don't want to, I would rather not, I don't care if it's Amazon or not. I don't want to have to return it. Like I don't want right, to have to right. go through that process. I, I just like, I'm the kind of guy that's like, well, that didn't, it's not what I thought it was. I'm, I'll just give it away. Like I, I just rather not go through the return process. So <laughs> they just want to make absolutely sure of what you're buying and online shopping yeah. is better for them because obviously it's easy to compare multiple right. um, websites for the product that they're offering and they can make the best decision based on the research that that's yeah. available to them. Yeah. It's basically what you're doing with your, um, you know, your in-ear, uh, yeah. Yeah. In what, what you, in your monitors. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're looking through reviews and you're looking to hear about other people's experience with these, you know, different options. And you're just researching the crap out of it because I mean, a, it's a big purchase. Um, yeah. I may not make as, you know, a lot of people might not go through and really research which, you know, t-shirt they want aside from right. the design that's on front of it you know, sure. or on the front of it. So it may not be, you know, as big of a deal. However, um, you know, if you're on Etsy and you're selling Bella Canvas 3001 versus a very similar shirt that's, you know, on a Gildan or something yeah. um, that feels like cardboard, you know, it's not even the soft style, it's just the garbage tee that, you know, um, you know, the, the lowest possible price right. for the, the, uh, the store owner, um, then maybe that does come into account, you know, if, and the researcher finds that information and goes with the, you know, the, either the, uh, maybe they're a budget bargain shopper researcher and they go with the cheaper right. one or they, they're actually like looking for that best quality garment. And um, so while it may not on the surface look like the researcher is somebody that's going to be really digging into your listings, um, I wouldn't chance it because I, I I'll bet they are. I bet they right. are comparing, if not just price, they're comparing quality. Um, they're comparing your listing photos. Um, yeah. They're comparing your uh, your storefront. You know, um, if you're like on Etsy, p potentially, uh, they yeah. just want to they want to feel good about their purchase. And and the right. way they feel good is they do research. Yep. And that, I mean that's the truth on all of these. All of these people want to feel good about their purchase. Right. And the way they do. The, the way they uh, in, or kind of interact with your store based on their kind of personality and the way they shop makes yeah. them feel good. So the price shopper, he gets a, or the bargain shopper, he gets a good price that makes him feel good. The researcher finds that piece of information that you know, could be a picture, could be a, a phrase, whatever that makes them feel good. 
and confident in their, in their, uh, their purchase. And that, yeah. that that's the same with all of these. Yep. So keep going, Josiah. Yeah. The next one's man on the, the man on a mission, which is typically my approach when I go to in-store uh, places mm-hmm. like in-person shops, Amen. uh, the man on a mission, uh, this type of online shopper, uh, goal oriented and goes to buy a specific product to fulfill a specific need. Um, mm-hmm. They want to be able to find exactly what they're looking for without any hassle. And online shopping makes sense because it's convenient. Time right. is everything. Time is money. Time is the most precious asset. You know what I mean? So they mm-hmm. just want to make sure they're not spending all of their time researching. They, do they know what they want? They're in, they're out, it's done. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obvi- obviously, like Amazon comes to mind for this one. They get the buy with one click or buy now. Like you don't even have to mm-hmm. just set it all up or the subscribe and save. You can buy it once and you'll know that that thing, if it's like a personal item, a deodorant, right. a grocery item, uh, supplements, whatever, it's just going to show up once a month. You don't have to do it again. You know what you're paying. You set it and forget it. And it's just going to arrive like mm-hmm. clockwork and it's easy and it's done with. Um, so that's why yeah, online shopping makes sense for that particular buyer. I can also see this as, you know, oh crap, mom, you know, mother's day is in two weeks. I got to get her something <laughs> and they go yeah. and they, and they just look, you know, and they go, uh, funny gift. And then your mug pops up and they yep. go, oh, that's perfect. Bam. Yep. In the cart paid for done. Yep. Um, you know, they just, and, and it could be, you know, a birthday, it could be a holiday, it could be whatever, but they know that they have to get a gift and they know that Amazon has a bunch of them. Yeah. And so it's a perfect place. I, I think a- using Amazon is kind of the example for uh, yep. this one is perfect. Yeah, for sure. And for the next one too, the impulse buyer. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we've all made impulse purchases on Amazon. So like, oh, look at that, especially Prime Day. Um, but uh, it's the complete opposite of the researcher. It's like flying by the seat of your pants. Uh, mm-hmm. You just uh, allow, you're basically, your your approach to shopping is like when you're in line at a store for the checkout and you have all those impulse items around you and you mm-hmm. just buy one that's perennially your approach to online shopping if you're this person <laughs> um very emotionally based i'm very mm-hmm. it's so this type of shopper is pretty common like 84 percent all 84 percent of all shoppers uh claim mm-hmm. to have made impulse purchases at some point in their lives which i feel like the remaining percentage are all liars but uh right <laughs> <laughs> like it's just um whether they're bored upset lonely they just buy before thinking they buy it's retail therapy it's basically what that is um Mm -hmm. and so online shopping is convenient and a lot of it is a lot of online shopping is triggered by emotional states um so it's Mm -hmm. all the things we've said before quick convenient urgency creates urgency um easy checkout process like all that kind of stuff all kind of lends itself uh to why it's online shopping is is good for the impulse buyer Yeah. And this, you know, it's definitely the opposite of the researcher, but you know, like for me, I'm thinking, you know, if I'm just buying a, you know, some guitar picks, I might be more of an impulse buyer because it's a low, low ticket item. item, But if I'm buying my in-ear monitors, I'm probably more of a researcher. So price probably does play a little bit of a role here on how impulsive you're actually going to be. Now that you know, that's completely dependent on your situation in life too. If you have a lot of money, um, sure. you know, your, your big ticket item is going to be different than my big ticket item, you know? <laughs> so that's just the way it goes. I did yeah. like the idea or the, um, the thought about, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of online stores, especially when you get in the Shopify world and you can start putting in apps and things like this. And, mm-hmm. um, the, like the, the countdown clock that you see at the top of a lot of pages, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, this is available at a sale until yep. then. And then it's not, or, you know, they're like, I'm going to soon raise the price on this, you know, this yeah. print on demand no. course or yeah. whatever. And they never do. No, you know, <laughs> the, so I, I am, uh, I love hats as you can see my hat mm-hmm. collection here, but lids new era, um, you know, all of these hat stores, shops, um, that I kind of go browse, you know, what, what's new as far as, you know, Buffalo Bills hats or mm-hmm. Colorado Avalanche hats or whatever. They always say the discount code is 25%, 35% off for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's going away. And then it ends on this day. And then I'll go back after that day. And there's another 35% off code that ends <laughs> in another, you know, it's like, it's just that urgency right. of like, oh man, I'm never going to get 40% off again. It's like, well, no, just wait a week. You might get 45, you might get 35, right. but either way, you're going to get a discount. So it's crazy. Yeah. 
Well, it's um, interesting because that one kind of jumps into the next one. Um, yeah. You're talking about specific types of hats. Right. You are what's called a loyalist. Yeah. And um, 75, 75% of shoppers kind of fall into this category, um, belonging to up to 10 different loyalty programs. So this is everything from, you know, your Chipotle burrito card to your Starbucks right. card to your, you know, it's not like my maker mark design print on demand store card. It's not that type of thing. Right. However, um, you know, if you are using a brand in your print on demand, um, in your print on demand shop or, you know, your kind of in your business, the loyalist can be something that you, or, or that type of buyer can be something that you focus on because you can get, uh, you can get repeat buyers, you know, yep. by using email marketing and things like that. Um, these, these kind of buyers really like to buy from brands they know, love, and trust. Yeah. And so how do you create that that love and that trust? Well, yeah, it's email marketing. It's yeah. it's being in front of them, being top of mind. Yeah. Um, and it's really important for, uh, for people who are doing brands to think about this type of person. Like a lot of people who are just throwing every, you know, spaghetti against the wall as far as designs and just are in every niche and every product, it might not be as important because yeah. it's probably hard to find somebody who's going to rebuy from you unless you have a brand or something memorable about your design, um, you know, that they're going to come back. Otherwise, why would they? Yeah. So um, it, it's not to say that it's completely irrelevant. Um, we have a, um, we have a, a line of designs that are all probably are all in a specific niche that have, um, all kinds of different, um, I mean, there's probably 900 or a thousand of these designs and they're all based in this one niche that specific people are, are buying. And we have a lot of repeat buyers just because they know that they can get, you know, maybe a different spin on this particular niche, um, you know, on maybe a different product or a different whatever, um, from where they got it last time. And they're like, yeah. Oh yeah, that, that one store had a ton of these. Let me go back there. So that's one way that the, you know, the spaghetti at the wall type of person can still be targeting a loyalist and capitalize on this type of buyer. Yeah, for sure. And I, again, I have the Chick-fil-A rewards app. And how I go to Chick-fil-A, I scan it. Why? Because I want to get points. Because that free thing that I spent way more money than it would be just to buy <laughs> thing, but I get it for free. So somehow psychologically, I think I'm winning. Uh, I scan it every time I go to Chick-fil-A. Um, you know, I, I've, I've purchased from Disciple Threads. Um, and mm -hmm. they I open up the package. There's a sticker and a handwritten note from the owner saying thank you. Um, wow. Just another yeah. thing where it's like, oh, wow, that's awesome. I'm going to go back to to these guys um there's a channel on tiktok um elijah's extreme hot sauce it's a father and son hot sauce company that was made and this dude um has amassed millions of followers and millions of followers that are loyal to their brand because he'll do videos of him packing each hot sauce order and then he'll say i'm gonna because you asked me to film me packing your order i'm gonna upgrade you to actually the you know the hot variety pack that's the hottest sauces we have and you're going to get that for free and he tells a story and it's really really cool <clears throat> he's bringing the customer behind the scenes watch getting they get to watch their order being packed and they get a free upgrade with it so like that kind of stuff will also really trigger and, and kind of bond people to you um and so social media is is a great way of of doing yeah, that as well for sure so the last one the negotiator now this is this is ebay I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Sure. The buy, not the buy it now, but the auction style thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The old school when eBay was first invented. Mm -hmm. uh, it's encompassing roughly 20% of all consumers. This type of online shopper is known for trying to get the best deal through negotiation. Also, mm -hmm. um, Poshmark. I've already mentioned that, but yeah, I go I get a lot of my shoes through Poshmark. So I'll just go through and if someone has it listed for 50 bucks, I'll offer them 30 or whatever, just to see if I can get them to come down on the price. Mm -hmm. And that's what that whole platform is for. Right. Um, so, but the main goal is to get a business to lower its price on a product that they want so they can win when they make a product. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, these shoes are actually valued at this much, but I offered the dude 30 bucks and he bit, so I got it. And so this is a great bargain. Um, and so usually these shoppers have a secret tactic under their wing when they don't like a price on a website. They fill in all the details, they abandon their cart, and they wait for an email with a promo code. 
that's their win in the world of <laughs> online shopping and it makes them feel like they've ex- accessed an exclusive privilege which that's that's pretty cunning that's smart yeah it is it is Free tip. yeah use it <laughs> yeah i mean I, my etsy shop when somebody favorites something it's going to send them something out you know an automatic uh, coupon um I'm sure most of our listeners, if you have an Etsy shop and you haven't set that up, you're probably going to now yeah. <laughs> because, but some people, you know, luckily it's only 20% of all consumers. Right. Um, yeah. but a lot of, you know, some people will, they kind of know that trick. They know if I favorite this, I'm probably going to get an email with a, yeah. a coupon code or something like that. So that's, that is, that is kind of a pro tip. Um, but yeah, the negotiator definitely, um, you know, that's like why Priceline was invented, you know, for travel. <laughs> Name your price. Yeah, you know, and so uh, people can put in how much they want to pay for it, and <laughs> you know, maybe they'll get a good deal, maybe they won't. But, um, but yeah, that's that's interesting. So all of these types of people um, make up all of the people that are coming to your shop, and yeah. so a a savvy business owner, a savvy print on demand business owner, would. Kind of take a list or, you know, re-listen, you know, take notes, figure this out, you know, like kind of write down these and and see how your listings, particularly on whatever platform you're on, are catering to these different types of people who may find your shop, may find your products. You know, are you, is there any reason to be loyal to your print on demand products? Maybe not. And maybe that's one you just throw out and say, that's not the strategy I'm going for. So I'm not worried about that person. Um, but if there's, you know, if there's some easy ways that you can, um, kind of cater to some of these people by just tweaking a few things, it's, it's good to understand the psychology behind the people that are actually out there shopping. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because we all fall into these categories yet. We don't think about it from the other side, from the business side, when people come to our store, well, what are they? And, you know, I, it's just very important to know who your buyers are, know, you know, how they think. So you can use some of the same psychology to actually make them happy, make them trust you, make them pleased with their purchase. Um, So this isn't just, you know, filler content. There's actually some things that, you know, you can, you can like look at in your own business and see how you are able to, you know, provide these services or these emotional, psychological triggers even yeah. um to get the sale yeah absolutely you gotta do you just gotta do your research really and and you can do further i mean we'll have the links in, in the show notes but you can do further research on these different styles different psycho you know the psychology to it and how to leverage it um but you just yeah. have to really you know dig in do the research watch you know the over the history of your store have you seen certain trends and just really dig into those details and study study the history of it and, uh, and speaking of actually of studying studying history, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not not many people know this, but in the 1800s, cowboys used to hang a lantern from their horse saddle to help them find their way at night. Did you know that? That makes sense. But yeah. no, I mean, I, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's the earliest example of satellite navigation. I'll have to ask my accountant about that. Uh. time for the weekly dad joke i feel i feel so sorry for all the people who are listening audio and they're like what the heck was that well, who was wheezing it was a clip from dinner for sh- dinner with schmucks so go check yeah. that out zach galifianakis Galifianakis wheezing. So, which by the way, if you haven't seen the Beanie Bubble on Apple TV, the new movie with him about the founder of hmm. Beanie Babies, great. Oh, movie. I want to see that. He does okay, a great cool. job. Yeah. Speaking of eBay, it was a huge part. Obviously, his business blew up because mm-hmm. his online the one one of the guys I worked for him convinced him to put his stuff on eBay, and that's how wow. Beanie Babies initially just went nuts. So, anyway, check it out. It's a great, great movie. So. Uh, thanks again, uh, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Print on Demand cast. As I said at the top of the show, 
wherever you're listening to this. If you do us a favor, you can like it, you can share it, you can subscribe, you can post it to Facebook. I think last year in our Spotify wrapped, the number one way that the show was shared was actually through text message, which is wild to me, but mm-hmm. do it. Uh, s- send this to someone that you think would benefit from this information. And we're greatly appreciated, appreciative of that. Uh, primarily, again, just because we want to let everyone know that we're here, that the show is here, and that this information uh, can help them in their business, regardless of what stage they are in, in their print-on-demand business. So please be sure to do that. You can also follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, printondemandcast.com slash Facebook is where you can go to join the group, answer the questions. If you don't answer the questions, we won't let you in because we might think you're a spam bot or you just like to collect Facebook groups and that sounds crazy, but it actually happens and it makes no sense to me. So answer the questions just so we know that you're real. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, printondemandcast.com slash Instagram and then slash YouTube as well as where you can go find these episodes in video form or you can watch it on Spotify as well because we're actually on video on Spotify at the same time. If you don't do uh, social media or anything like that, you can email us. Info at printondemandcast.com is where you can go to uh, shoot us a line. Let us know if you have any questions. Let us know if you have an example of how you were able to leverage one of these buying psychologies or a success story that has to do with one of these types of customers and something you did to kind of you know foster that loyalty. Let us know. We'd love to hear those stories. Uh, it would be a great, great to hear from you guys and even maybe do like a point of interest on something like that. It would be a good time. So be sure to do that as well. Travis, anything else before we wrap this one up? I don't think so. Um, sign up to our newsletter, uh, printondemandcast.com yes. right there. And uh, you'll get a weekly, extra weekly dad joke as well as some cool things that are going on in the print-on-demand industry. Yeah, so be be sure to do that as well. Printondemandcast.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. And we will see you again very soon. For Travis, I'm Josiah. We'll see you next time right here on the Print On Demand Cast. See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand Cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular Show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print-on-demand sales, one podcast goes above and beyond every week to bring the most POD-specific information there is. All to help save the day, every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the Print On Demand Cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real.